Hello, you are listening to episode eight, feeling lonely and getting comfortable doing things alone. This is also the very first episode of the year, 2023. I will not harp too much on the fact that it's a new year because I know everything on social media is just pushing that in your face. But I do want to start the year off with this topic because we just got done with the holidays, which is a big time for people to feel lonely. Whether you are with family, back in your hometown, with friends, with a significant other, with your significant other's family, or spending the holidays alone, it can really amplify either the feelings of loneliness or just the reality of being alone. So not only that, but going into the new year, I think a lot of our goals that we have for ourselves sometimes align or sometimes get us into this bucket where we are forced to do things alone or we are forced to feel lonely and maybe not forced, but it's a byproduct of going after those things. So I think it's a really good topic and way to start off the year. So without further ado, this episode is going to cover the differences between loneliness and being alone, why we struggle with loneliness. Uh, Then I want to go into why it's important to actually be alone. And lastly, how to get comfortable doing stuff alone. I feel like sometimes there is such a negative connotation about the word alone itself. Like it almost has just like daggers on the word. When you say the word alone, it's not necessarily the most happy, uplifting thing. It's usually associated with being isolated or quote unquote being a loser, but that is not the case at all. Obviously, We are human. We need social connections. We need relationships. And that's not what this episode is about. This is purely about the existence of loneliness and how to be a little bit more comfortable being alone. So that way you can go on about your life and still be productive, still be happy, still do the things that you want to do. Okay. Okay. Um, First, life is very lonely at times. If you are a human, you have, you will, and you will continue to feel lonely and be alone at various different times. So whether you're in a current state where you're feeling a little bit more lonely than usual, or if you remember a previous state where you were extremely lonely and you never want to go back to that feeling again, it is normal. We all feel it. I feel it. And it's something that I have to constantly quote unquote, combat or just get better at experiencing that way I don't let it eat up or uh, get in the way of me doing my best and living my life. What's interesting is that loneliness and alone are somewhat synonymous, but they're also very different at the same time. Loneliness typically is more about a feeling. It's about the state of the feelings of being isolated or disconnected from others, whereas being alone is more of a physical state. Loneliness is an emotional state. Being alone is a physical state. And it is very possible to be alone without feeling lonely and vice versa. It's very possible to feel lonely while you're fully surrounded by other people. And if it's not treated or taken care of to some extent, I really think that loneliness can be a very dark, dark place to let yourself fester. And that's why it's important to figure out what's going on when you're feeling these feelings of loneliness and how to at least work through them or work past them. 
For example, if you choose to um, go to a new job, move to a new city, or even go on vacation by yourself, do some solo travel, yeah, you're going to be surrounded by hundreds, if not thousands, maybe even millions of people, but you're still going to feel a little bit disconnected from all of these people that are around you. Therefore, it's going to make you feel really lonely. And even worse, there are some instances where you have a group of friends that you may be outgrown or a relationship that's no longer healthy. And in that case, even though you have this close bond, even though you're in the same room with somebody, you might still feel alone because you don't feel understood. You don't feel connected. And therefore, those feelings of loneliness just take over, even though you're not technically alone. On the other hand, you could go to your favorite band's concert and yeah, you might be alone, but because you feel so passionate and connected towards this music, you don't really feel lonely or you go volunteer. And even though you have gone alone or you might even be doing the activity alone because you are connected to the work and because you feel that sense of, um, like accomplishment or that just that that sense of completeness, you don't really let those feelings of loneliness really get to you. I don't think it's necessarily a debate. Maybe scientifically there's one that's worse than the other, but on both ends of the spectrum, loneliness and being alone to a certain extent can be not the greatest for our health if we let them completely get to the extremes. And the thing is, I find that it's a lot easier to have the feelings of loneliness than the act of being alone. It's pretty easy for the most part to not be alone. You can go to work. A lot of us have social interactions, go to the store, you can hang out with friends. You can, there's a ton of different ways to not be alone. So therefore I think In that aspect, it's a lot easier to handle, but it's very common to feel lonely. Um, Let's say you're just in a current period of time where you're living alone and um, maybe you are working from home and you just don't have as many social connections that can lead you to be feeling lonely. Um, If it's just a dark period of of your life where maybe depression's hitting a little bit harder or it's very anxiety ridden, that can feel really lonely because you feel like nobody else understands what you're going through or that you don't want to burden anybody with those problems around you. Any kind of life transition. So again, if you are moving states or countries or whatever it might be, that can cause you to feel lonely. Um, It really highlights the fact that other people already have these far-fetched relationships or connections, whereas you don't. So your natural response is to want to compare yourself to everybody else around you. And then on that same topic of comparing yourself, there's social media. And I think that one is a clear front runner and contender to making us feel even lonelier than we really are. I know I am very guilty of this. If I am taking a night in or opting out of plans and my friends are going, 
obviously I'm going to check social media. And if I'm not in the right headspace, I will go on, look at these stories and I will feel the biggest FOMO of my life. Fear of missing out. I I get it. And then I feel sad. And then I'm like, maybe I should have gone out. Even though 20 minutes ago, I was perfectly fine before looking at social media. So every single day we're bombarded with images and videos of other people's lives. Sometimes people's lives that are close to us. And we feel like we aren't doing enough. We feel like they're living such a happier, better life than we are. And that can make you feel extremely lonely. It's only human, but it's important to recognize the feeling of loneliness, recognize when you're feeling it, and learn if you need to either change something in your life or if you just need to accept that it's a feeling that you're feeling and you're going to get past it and that it's normal. So those are two very big differences when you feel lonely. The first one, is my body, is my life, is what I'm doing trying to tell me something? For example, if you have not seen your friends for, I don't know, um, it's been like a week or two weeks, granted, you're going to feel a little bit lonely. And that doesn't mean that you're a loser or that people hate you. No, it means that maybe you should go out there and try to plan something. Take matters into your own hands. Do something so you get that feeling of connection. So you get that social interaction. You can't just sit there in your loneliness for another five weeks and then be sad that you're lonely still. Yeah, you could. And I give you grace if that's what you're currently doing. But when you're feeling lonely and that scenario, when you, you can do something to change and get out of that feeling of loneliness, do it. Vice versa. If you are in a relationship and you're finding that this other person just really doesn't understand you time and time again, or you're trying to communicate and you're just never seeing eye to eye. Well, I would say maybe get therapy, but if you don't want to do that, it could be a sign that this isn't the right thing for you or that you actually need to sit down and and, and explain that I feel like I am not able to communicate with you and therefore it's leading me to feel extremely lonely in this relationship. I feel alone or however else you're feeling. Or on the opposite end, if you are going through a social connection high and maybe you're on vacation with your friends or maybe you're living with a group of people and you've just been nonstop social interaction, social interaction after one after another, that can also be lonely in its own weird form where you're just on social connection overload and you feel like you're just overexerting yourself and therefore it's it's too much. And then now you're feeling lonely, even though you've been with all these people 100% of the time, but that's really because you need some time out. You need to put yourself in time out, take yourself to bed, give yourself like a day to just recharge. But that's the point is that when you're feeling lonely, is this a sign that you can change something? And I really emphasize this because a lot of the times you can. And I, I really mean that you might be listening to this thinking like, no, I'm, I don't have any friends or I, I don't, nobody wants to date me. Like, first of all, get those thoughts out of your mind because the more that you fill your brain with those negative limiting beliefs, the more you're just going to sit in that reality. So whether or not you believe in 
uh, affirmations or manifestation. It's common sense. The more you tell yourself something, the more you're going to believe it. So I, I encourage you to get rid of those, that negative self-talk. But I want you to truly believe that you can, for the most part, get out of those feelings of loneliness. If you're feeling lonely because you're checking social media, then okay, snap out of it. Hello. That's because you're been spending the last 30 minutes on Instagram watching every possible story there is. Go put your phone down, be in the moment with where you are, watch that Netflix show that you geared up, go make your favorite snack, get yourself a little wine flowing, whatever it is, but like enjoy the present moment because you have to recognize like you're just comparing yourself to something else as a benchmark for how you should feel. And that's not helping anybody. And it's certainly not helping yourself. So that was a very, very, very long-winded way of saying, in the first case, when we feel lonely, for half of the half of the time, if not majority of the time, there is something you can do to at least ease your feelings of loneliness, if not change it. And then the second scenario, sometimes loneliness just needs to pass through us because it's an emotion and it's a feeling and we're humans and we're going to feel it. And there's really no cure to that. I really wish there was a perfect way to just say, Hey, you're never going to feel lonely again in your life. And honestly, maybe, maybe some monks or some really spiritual people have figured it out, but I really doubt that. I just cannot imagine a single person that never, ever needing to deal with the feeling of loneliness. And I think that's beautiful in its own sense, because even that thought alone is a way to connect. And that's a way to feel less lonely in our communal suffering of loneliness. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But truly, I mean, maybe you do feel better if I say this, but sometimes I, I feel better when somebody else tells me, yeah, I'm feeling extremely lonely. And I don't mean it in the way that I feel better for their misfortune, but in a sense, I feel justified that I am normal. I'm okay. It's not that I'm doing anything wrong or people are beating me in life or that I just haven't figured it out. It's just that shit, loneliness is real. And it's something that we just have to kind of brush off accept when it happens and work through. So I really want to acknowledge that about loneliness because there's really those two examples and those two ways of how to work through them. One, either get up and change something, seriously, change something, do something, or two, give yourself grace because it's a normal freaking feeling. And even rocket scientists have not been able to figure out how to cure loneliness. There's no cure. Okay. Now that we've talked about loneliness and just how to accept it, get through it, I want to discuss some of the benefits of being alone. And when I say that, sometimes it feels almost like a taboo because on the one hand, not a lot of people encourage you to be alone. And naturally, we all want connections. We all want relationships. We all need relationships. That is a whole nother topic. It's a whole nother podcast because relationships are uh, undoubtedly maybe the most important part of life and being human, so on and so forth. But there's so many benefits to being alone. I think for your relationships, which is a big one I'll discuss, that is a big 
um, a big need is, is alone time. We are, while we are humans that need and crave connection, we also can benefit greatly from the act of being alone. I would say the first big benefit is just self-discovery. I mean, when you are alone, you get the opportunity to get to know yourself so much better, whether you want to or not, you are stuck with yourself and it gets you the chance to look in the mirror physically, but also metaphorically and see if you're happy with who's staring back at you. You get to really see your strengths and your weaknesses. And this can be extremely difficult. Not the, not the strengths part, but the weaknesses. We don't really want to look at our own weaknesses straight on. Um, I'm guilty of it. It's hard to think, oh, I need to get better at this. I, you know, I would love to just be perfect, but I'm not. I have so many areas that I want to and will work on, but I don't even get to that opportunity where I can work on them unless I do spend time doing self-discovery, self-exploration, and ultimately alone time. When you're alone, you get to understand your own thoughts, your feelings, your desires without trying to please or adhere to everyone else. And this could also mean being being alone. Yeah, maybe physically you live alone, but it, it doesn't require that. You can be in a relationship and still, quote unquote, be alone to get the benefit of learning about yourself and what you want and what's important to you. Because very often when we are surrounded by others, not to our fault, but we with when we have these close personalities in our lives, it's likely that we uh, base ourselves from them or their personalities, their wants, their dreams, their desires shed onto us. And it's okay. It's, it's good in its own sense, but you're still your own person. You're still allowed and should have your own thoughts and wants and goals for your life. And without spending time alone, you're really not going to figure that out. You're not going to be able to develop and grow and really get to that self-improvement that you should want for yourself without time to be alone and and practice self-discovery. Next, being alone allows you to recharge and just get into the routine of self-care. When we discuss self-care, obviously we think of spa days, baths, face masks, and heck yeah, that is self-care. But self-care is doing activities, having thoughts that benefit oneself. It's taking care of oneself. This can be through so many different ways. This could just be keeping up with your physical activity, doing the exercises that you want to do, going to yoga, playing basketball with your butts or whatever you do. Um, That's even a form of self-care. Cleaning up your apartment if that relaxes you. Journaling, meditating. There's so many things that are important to you or um, that can be important to you. But without giving yourself time to be alone, you don't necessarily prioritize those things because you're basing it on social interactions. You're basing it on hangouts. You're basing it on work relationships, on the other majority part of life. But when you're alone, it allows you to really just recharge and focus on those small or big things that make you you, that make you feel 
recovered and happy. The next thing is that being alone, hands down, helps you develop your independence and just self-reliance. Currently, I am living alone. I have been for the past like three, four years. And I'm not going to lie, it can be hard as crap sometimes. And in this aspect, it's not even just like the mental part of it where sometimes, yeah, I can get lonely. It would love to have some people here sometimes. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Uh, but it's the reality of I have to do everything by myself. I have to call the maintenance people if I need something fixed. And then I have to try to fix it myself. And then if I have to carry something out of my apartment, I have to do that myself. If I have to pay a bill, you know, I can go on and on. And yes, of course, I can ask for help. I can get help. But the the reality is when you're alone, you are forced in a lot of ways to figure things out by yourself. And the truth is, it's not that I like to or will do things alone for the rest of my life, but it's the realization that I can do things alone. I can fulfill for myself. I can be the wonder woman to my life. And that is such an incredible, empowering feeling is knowing that things might be hard, but I know I am self-reliant enough to get through it. Yeah, being alone sucks sometimes, but it's also such an incredible growth practice of independence and just feeling comfortable with who you are. I know I can always ask for help. I can always get help. And I will have times in my life where I'll be living with people, um, maybe in a relationship, maybe roommates, whatever it might be. But I can also rest assured the fact that I don't necessarily need to rely on anyone else. And that is such an important quality to have in life. Not only that, but being alone can actually improve your relationships. When you are comfortable being alone, the less likely you're going to need to spend all of your time just fulfilling other people's visions, goals, or social interactions because those are great and those serve its own purposes, but you're also allowed to put yourself first too. You're also allowed to work on yourself, which in consequence will also benefit all of your relationships. Think about it. I'm sure you've gone on vacation with your friends or a significant other, and it's incredible for those X amount of days. But then right when you're done, you're like, I would like to just put a wall in between us and not see you for like a day. <laughs> or, you know, I'm sure you still get, uh, separation anxiety or whatever. But at the same time, you know, we all know deep down, it's important to take that time away from ourselves so we can reflect on those relationships. So we can just give each other space, make sure all of our needs are being fulfilled, make sure each other are happy. And also that we are still our own independent people that come together to be friends or a partnership or co-workers, whatever it is. Being alone helps to improve relationships. They say that distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I really believe so because one, it allows us to miss the other people in our lives. But more importantly, it allows you to just work on yourself, become full, and then really have appreciation for those relationships that are in your life and are important to you. And the last thing I would say is that being alone helps you difficult and cope with it even tougher times that may come. I hope and never wish for anything bad to happen ever, 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 because that kind of 
thinking scares me and it makes me really sad and really uncomfortable. But I suppose it, it we can't just expect everything to be fine and dandy all the time. I mean, there's a global pandemic and that sucked. And even though it was really hard for all of us, I think that I I was able to cope a lot better because of certain things that have prepared me in my life to be self-reliant, to be able to handle and do things alone as needed, um, in moderation, of course. But when you're able to learn how to deal with the small things alone, it just makes the bigger, more difficult things a little bit less crazy. Um, I remember two years ago, my car broke down in the middle of a street during rush hour Los Angeles. So you can imagine it was the worst possible thing to ever happen in existence. And my natural response was that I wanted to just freak out. I wanted to cry. I didn't want to handle it. I wish somebody could have just fully come on and helped me. Um, But in that moment, I knew that I, I like I needed to handle it. I needed to get through it. And because I had already been living alone, doing the smaller things alone, I was able to think rationally throw out all the honks and the screams that I was getting from all of the mean LA people. But the moral of the story is I called AAA. I got help. So it didn't, it wasn't that I was fully alone and I wasn't allowed to get help, but it just made me be able to deal with the difficult, uh, period a lot easier. And so I would say that's a huge benefit of just being alone. So Now that we know that being alone is important, it doesn't mean that it's easy. I still get scared to go to certain places alone. I'm human. We all don't want to be perceived. We don't want to be looked at and have someone thinking like, oh my God, that person is alone. God forbid. But at the end of the day, everyone is already just worried about themselves. So no one's really thinking that. And I think we all know that, but it can still be hard. So these are just some tips that I've discovered that have helped me be more comfortable with being alone when I need to. First is finding certain activities just that you enjoy or that interest you. Because if you're going to something that sounds or is enjoyable for you, you're going to have already this natural relaxation about doing it, even if you are alone. So if you like to volunteer, if you like animals... I used to go to this volunteer shelter where I'd walk dogs and I would do that alone. And it just, again, because I really, really, really enjoyed the activity, I didn't mind that I was alone. I mean, of course I was going to meet the other workers, other volunteers, but um, I'm still going fully alone. So if you enjoy traveling or whatever it might be, try to do those activities that you already enjoy alone. That way, when you have to do other things that aren't as fun alone, you'll at least get through it. You won't necessarily like it, but whatever. Um, The next tip about getting comfortable being alone is setting boundaries. So even though you could just endlessly spend time with all of your friends or significant others, it's important to practice setting those boundaries. Like, actually, no, I can't do this on Sunday night because I am reorganizing my closet. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but just creating those boundaries 
and getting comfortable saying those boundaries then communicates to yourself that being alone is important. Being alone is a commitment. It's an activity. It's a part of my life that I am going to stick to just like anything else. And I find it becomes a lot easier to spend alone time when you get comfortable recognizing that it's important. The next thing is that it's okay to seek out support and get uh, this kind of comfort from your friends or loved ones. I know for me, sometimes if I am doing something alone or if I'm feeling lonely, I'll just tell my friend. I'll say like, I am feeling lonely right now or I'm getting FOMO or whatever the case is. And nine out of 10 times, actually no, like 10 out of 10 times, they all come back to me and say, it's okay, it's just one night or it's just this one thing or you got it, you have nothing to worry about. And honestly, that helps. It's just a little boost that calms you down and says like, yeah, I'm okay. So even though you're getting comfortable being alone, it doesn't mean that you still can't rely and get the help and support from others. In fact, I encourage you to tell your friend beforehand or tell your boyfriend or girlfriend like, hey, I'm going to this conference alone. I'm so excited about it, but I know I'm prone to feeling a little bit lonely. So if I text you before I go, just hype me up and tell me it's all going to be okay. Seriously, get that confirmation ahead of time if you know that you're going to go into it feeling a little bit eh or whatever. Um, And then I would say the last tip I have about getting comfortable being alone is just looking at reframing your thoughts. This is different than accepting how you're viewing it. So I will say it's good to to accept the feelings of loneliness, to accept the feeling that you're scared of being alone, all of those things. But I also encourage you to reframe some of those. Look at it as, this is going to sound so cheesy, but you get the opportunity to do things alone. You get the opportunity to grow and try this new thing. You get to challenge yourself. You get to potentially meet new people. You get to spend time on yourself. You get to do this thing that might be the next step that leads you to this career that you've always wanted or this relationship that you've been dreaming of or this experience, this place that you've always wanted to see. So even though you're going to have these negative or scary thoughts about being alone, I would say to try when they get a little bit overwhelming to reframe them a bit. If you are single and you're constantly in this mindset of, I am just sad because I would like to have a partner, um, that can exist. But I also would say, I am alone and therefore I get to continue working on myself. I get to give myself all of the freaking love in the universe. I don't have to spend my time on anybody else or doing anything else. And yeah, that's not going to solve it, but at least it's not the only factor in the loneliness bubble. It's not the only thing that's on your mind or it's not the you're not just filling your mind with these terrible thoughts about how miserable it is being alone that we that's already there like sometimes it just sucks being alone so we don't need to fulfill those thoughts even more but I encourage you to add some kind of new perspective when you are feeling a little bit uncertain about being alone
that being said, that really covers most of what I wanted to discuss about loneliness and just getting a little bit more comfortable being alone. I want to emphasize too that whatever period you're in in your life, whether that means you're in a new city and you're feeling super, super lonely, or if you're single and you're really, really looking for a relationship, that is just a period of your life. This is not forever. For the most part, all of us want and will and actually need connection in our lives. So if you want to make incredible relationships with new coworkers or new friends or find a loving partner that you can spend the rest of your life with, you will. This isn't forever. The feelings that you're feeling or will feel aren't the only ones that will define you. You're not a loser. You're not a loner and nothing's wrong with you. Loneliness in a messed up, sometimes beautiful way is just part of the human existence and it helps create who we are. (laughs) We're all going to be alone sometimes and I'll laugh. All right. All right. Okay. I don't know where that came from. But if you enjoyed this episode or got some value, it would mean the world to me if you could rate this podcast here on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to also connect with me on Instagram at Hush and Be Bold or Jenna Hushka. I enjoy talking to you. I try to respond to people as much as possible. So reach out. And until then, until the next episode, go out and be bold this week. Bye.